0: (laughs) All right, and that's going to kick us off for this episode of Humans Anonymous. Welcome, anybody watching, anybody out there on the internet checking us out or listening to us. Thank you for checking us out or listening to us. My name is Landon Ballard, and today joining me in the studio, we have back Aaron West from Run West Media. I'm Magnet Management. Thank you for coming along. Today, Aaron, we're excited to be able to to have you with us. We've also got a good friend of mine, Nick, with me to my left. And um, we're going to do a little episode here, a little bit more pointed than we normally do, a little bit less rambling and chit chat. I don't want to cut anybody off, but let's get right to the point. What I want to talk about today is something that I've kind of been thinking about a lot. And as you can see, I've gathered three men here for a reason um this is gonna kind of be an episode about men and um so the concept that i've kind of been thinking about lately and that has been rattling around in my mind is the concept of being a man what is being a man what do i think being a man is what you know should being a man mean in society and um so i kind of just want to talk to you guys and Get to know you a little bit better through kind of discovering a little bit more of what your opinion is on that and so kind of looking from the beginning um i don't know maybe aaron do you want to start out here but like kind of just talk me through growing up you know when you were young watching maybe a father figure in your life or someone that you cared about who was uh like a authority figure that was a male something um I guess, how did you view being a man as a child or growing up? And what influenced that versus how did that change as you grow up? Because we learn a lot about, you know, growing up in the growing up process, you know, that's part of growing up is learning. And so kind of what did you learn? What kind of shifted, maybe or maybe your opinion didn't shift, but kind of what changed, what didn't change? And what's your opinion now? Like, what do you think today in society being a man is? What do you think for you being a man is? Does all of that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, first off, thank you for having me on again. Uh, uh, it's always a pleasure to come on here and talk to everybody. Um, I think that's a pretty big question. I'll start with the first part that you would mention, and then we can kind of discuss. Um for me growing up like just what's a man it's it was my dad he was somebody that i didn't know anything else besides just this figure here he's here all the time when he's not here he's at work taking care of us and it was he had such a routine and whether because I'm, you know, that I was in the army, my dad was also in the army. So we definitely have very similar traits as far as needing to have a structure in our life in order to, to be successful, to feel like I'm, I'm being productive. And it was, I didn't know then that I probably could have used a lot more of that structure when I was a teenager, it was there. It was probably better than some, but for me looking back, it's like, oh, and, and I should say, we all have our different viewpoints of how we view how we should have, how things should have turned out. And I think that's also, as a man, we're always constantly kind of thinking like, oh, if I would have made this choice or this decision, things might have been a little bit different or things might have gone better or things could have been worse. And so it's hard not to like fall into that constant, like thinking about like, what could I have done or not done? And for me, it was just, Something that growing up, seeing my dad, who was kind of rock solid, it was he was one of those he woke up at like I think he still does the same routine, like up at 3 30 or 4 in the morning, like kind holy of holy smokes. Yeah, that is, that's, that's really Bible study, uh does like a a prayer session, goes for a run, does his workout. So he's getting all this stuff done. How, before, o- how
0: old is your dad?
1: My He's going to hit me if I don't remember <laughs> No, no, he won't. Uh, he was born in 46, so we're coming up on 80. So he's 78. Wow. Are you
0: telling me he still goes for runs? And he, it's not as – he actually uh, got COVID. But I mean exercising and, every day still? Up
1: until probably like three years ago. Yeah, wow. it was the same thing, lifting, <laughs> running two miles wow. every day. Um, then he got COVID and pneumonia and something else all at once. And it kind of like knocked out a bunch of weight. weight. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he walks every day, still kind of does his own little workout routine. He still has that structure as far as like, and it's, I can. Well, let me,
0: let me just interject here. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I, I totally. I'm seeing now maybe where you get your work ethic from, because I see and I've talked about it before on this podcast, but I have seen how hard you work and how dedicated and how just to it you are. You know, everything that you have done that I have been able to watch. It's just very uh you've seen very driven and, and I'm seeing a little Absolutely. bit maybe where that's coming from. <laughs> Absolutely. From both him and my mom, I
1: was very lucky to have amazing parents that kind of, obviously we all have things that we wish our parents would have done or not have done, but there's nothing I can sit there and say like, Oh man, I had it rough. Like I had a good childhood, which I realize is probably in the minority of a lot of people that just the, the ability to kind of go through stuff being, being a mixed kid in a very I grew up in Minnesota, which was a very white area and and not really dealing with any issues at all. Like I just the the amount of things that I feel like I've been so lucky with just puts in perspective of like, man, I've got a lot here that I've I see so many other people that are that are dealing with other things that are hard. And granted, I've dealt with my own things in the past as well. But just realizing like having such a good foundation is what And this we can get into going on later on. But just being that for my son is something that to me, being a man is to be able to carry on that tradition of being a great quality father who was there, who supported and was supportive. And so I think all of that kind of goes into just who I am now. But I'll pass the torch over I don't want to hog everything. I'm a talker. So
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I well, I, I will switch it over to Nick here. Um, I know we haven't really got to meet you oh, yeah. yet, Nick. Um, so let me ask you a couple questions off the bat and then yeah. we'll get into it. Nice um so where are you from? So I grew up in Oak Park, Illinois. Oak so, Park? Yeah.
2: So Okay. Can you
0: tell us just real briefly about kind of mom and dad growing
2: up? Well, mom and dad, um, it was a pretty good childhood um, for me. Um, they went pretty strong till around, I'd say, two thousand eight. They started fighting. Um, that's around the time they got divorced and everything like that. So, and uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but those aren't your biological parents. Correct? No, no. So uh, I was adopted actually. So like at six weeks old, um, okay. they came and they got me, and um, it was. I'm truly blessed. Honestly, I got um, adopted by a really good family. Um, they're very loving, although they kind of had their differences and stuff. There was still a lot of love I could feel from them and from my siblings growing up so and it wasn't really a problem for me like you know down the line I started you know to struggle a little bit with like abandonment issues and stuff like that but like a kid as long as ch- along the lines of like childhood and stuff it was it was pretty normal it was pretty normal for me gotcha. um but with your question and stuff the yeah so the like start from the beginning yeah, I, mean, I mean obviously
0: um being I mean you were adopted but you were adopted at such a young age like yeah. you grew up so, Obviously with only one father figure, Yeah, I consider one. You know, so real. what was that like as far as, you know,
2: your perspective
0: on being a man?
2: So uh, kind of along the lines of uh, Aaron over here, you know, my dad was uh, pretty like set, like he, uh, he had his like routines and everything like that. He was an early riser. I don't know about 3 a.m., <laughs> <laughs> but um, he, he would be up around like five every day. And um, he actually has a PhD in sociology. So, and my mom's a teacher as well. So it was a lot of just that teaching mentality. Um, For me, a lot of things that were kind of rooted deep for me was like discipline. They really got on me for like discipline and respect. As teachers,
0: did they give you homework at
2: home? So they didn't go as (laughs) far as that. But like when I did get homework and everything, they were very on top of me to get it done. Yeah. So it was like when it came to school, it was was, like very important. So Mm -hmm. from a young age, I kind of learned that like I got to go to classes. I got to do homework. You know, if I started slacking in any of those areas. It was a quick, quick pull up for me. Um, but yeah, other than that, with fatherhood and everything, like being a man, um, one of the big things was just like to support the family. I feel like for me, like my dad really like drilled that into my head. It was, um, it was kind of like, you know, be the man, you know, take control, take, take power and position, you know, and, and kind of provide for everybody else was kind of like what it was, like what I seen when I was like growing up and kind of like uh, when uh when I was a teenager and stuff, I realized like that's really hard. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? It's not uh, it's not as easy as it sounds. You know, it comes with its own uh, challenges and stuff like that. But yeah, that was like one of the biggest things. And
0: so as a kid, like because and you'll see I I similar kind of had a view of my father. Um, Did you ever like almost feel like I can't wait to be like a grown up oh, man yeah. and just work <laughs> all the time. And like, it's oh, going to yeah. be so fun.
2: <laughs> no, no. I feel like, I feel like a lot of people can relate with that too. You know, it's just like, you're young. You're like, I can't wait to be an adult. I can't wait to be an adult. You get to 18. You're like, I want to be a kid. I want to be a kid. I want to be a kid. You know, it's so much responsibility, but you know, when I got there, you know, I, I don't think I was uh ready at first, you know, to kind of be that grown, you know, like there was a lot of uh stuff that comes with being a man um that I feel like, like I wasn't ready for, you know, they, my dad made it, did it and made it sound so easy. It was, it was interesting to, to grow up and kind of see everything because you want, you wanted to m- talk a little bit about just like, like the, the view from being an adult, right? Like, yeah, like how, what do you, like, you how's all that change? Now. what do you think now? Yeah. I mean, now, man, it's just, it's a lot of respect out to dad you know, like for me right now, you know, and kind of like this point that I'm in in my life, I'm kind of starting to like hold my own weight, you know, starting to kind of bring some of the attributes that I seen growing up and and kind of move it into my life, you know, so I, I see like, you know, it was kind of more of that like late teen, early 20 phase. And for you guys, I don't know, I'm 24, but it was from that, you know, that late teen to like 22, um, where it was kind of just, you know, responsibilities weren't, weren't on the top of my, like priorities were on the top of my list, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, another like really big thing and then I'll be done. I'll pass it off to you. Um, was, uh, growing up in my house, it was, it was like, men don't cry. You know what I'm saying? It was like, you to have this, like this, almost this silicone heart, you know, and and like, you know, no one can break it. You know what I'm saying? And it was like to kind of like shove down the emotions and, and just, um, be the face of the family, you know, when times got tough. Um, and I don't know, just like being an adult with that now, it's kind of like, you know, emotions are really good. You know, people need to know where you're at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and that was, Definitely. like, one of, like, the huge things I learned. Like, I don't have to stuff down my my feelings at all. I, in any situation, you know, it, it should be, you know, an open book, you know, an open heart. That's, like, one of the really big things that I felt um, was shown as a kid. But as I matured and got older, I, I kind of made my own choice with that one. Yeah, but understood it a little bit better. Go ahead and pass this one off to you, man.
0: Yeah, well, and I think that – I mean, there's not a whole lot different that I would probably add to that. I just think that it is fascinating that we take all of these things about our father figures, male authorities, whatever, and we, and now I'm guessing there was a lot of things growing up. That your fathers did that were just blatantly negative. <laughs> every you know, i have, nobody's perfect. I'm sure that there were situations you saw things that you you know witnessed where you were like, oh my dad probably shouldn't have done that, or shouldn't have said that, oh, for or sure. you know, probably whatever." And it's funny how, at least I do, and I really, I I guess I can't say that I don't know every father, but I would I would venture to say that most people have that experience of seeing something that their father does that's not right. That's not good. And it's funny how we tend to block all of those things out when we think of being a man and we only view the things that we see our fathers or or these authority figures or whoever it is doing that positively influences things. And so we run this filter through our head. And so like for me growing up, all I saw was the work you know my dad was yeah. in the navy as well and so i just saw him leaving to go to work all the time and coming home late tired and so very early on there was that just perception of that's just what being a man is is just working and just taking care of having food on the table like providing and that's I it that. you know and yeah i mean as time goes on you know like you were talking about you you learn that it's not so much about just that, you know, it's there, there's so much more. And being a father, um, Aaron, I'm sure that you can relate. It's made me realize how important it is to continually show my kid how much I love them. Because if there's one thing that I wish that I have more memories of, it's my dad coming home and telling me he loved me. But I didn't think that that was supposed to happen. My perception was that, When he was feeling good, when it was a good day, when he was on vacation, when it was the weekend, whatever, that was when we had that connection. And when he was doing what he had to do for the family, that's what he had to do as a man. And that's just who he was. And so I never realized that I was missing, you know, a big chunk. And, uh, and, you know, as a father now, I realized. I have to give that to my kid, otherwise they're going to end up feeling the same exact way about it. And so I guess more recently, I guess that's why I've been thinking about it. And so I would say that's kind of how my perception has changed. Like I always thought that it was about being tough, not crying. Um, you yeah. know, making sure that everybody knows where you stand on things and standing very firmly on them. But as I've grown up, I've I've adopted this new theory of you know, I think that love is ultimately the only thing that's keeping the whole world spinning around. And as cheesy as that sounds, as corny as that sounds, I think that that's, you know, the most important thing as a man is to love, is to love relentlessly no matter what. And so that's something that I've kind of just been thinking about a lot. And like I said, being a new dad, having two little kids, obviously, doesn't uh hurt that definitely helps in that situation but um yeah i guess that's just something that's kind of been rattling around and i i figured i'd I'd bring it to the group and i think it's interesting to hear that we've all kind of um had similar kind of perceptions um i did want to ask aaron i know that your dad was in the military as well right um do you feel like as a kid you um felt like he was gone most of the time like how was that for you as a kid growing up with a dad in the military like did he manage his time at home well did you see him a lot how was that because i know they only have so much time you know yeah
1: technically him being in the the army Army was was well well before he even met my mom so he's born in 46 he served in vietnam not Vietnam in Germany. He was like one of two guys to not go to Vietnam out of like 800 that were in his platoon or uh, battalion. Um But he was working a lot. He he worked full time. He worked uh, a second job where he was like the general manager at a health club. So my dad was relentless. It was just something that I I just saw. So to me, like, but. It's funny because I for me, I don't feel like I ever saw him do anything wrong, whether that's selfish of me to say almost. It's like, sure, there was I'm sure looking back, like politically incorrect things might have been done in the 80s, like whether it's (laughs) spanking was allowed back then. So to me, but like looking back, like I don't think. I feel like any spanking out was deserved. So there wasn't like this (laughs) being abused. Like, I can't believe he's doing this to me. So to me, like just that kind of stuff is, but as far as him stepping out and it's
0: maybe, and it's okay. Okay. So I want (laughs) to, I want to dig into this then. I want to learn something here. Tell me something. Cause I mean, it's not very often that you get to meet somebody that <laughs> feels that confidently, strongly positive about, you know, their parents. Like I would definitely love we, to hear, yeah, hear yeah. a little bit more about pops, man. Yeah. We've definitely
1: had our differences like on our beliefs of religion, which was kind of our riff because like Christianity and just faith was such a core part of growing up like the church and and going To all those things. So him it was like he he put my mom on a pedestal, like he was the breadwinner and like would bring in the money, but he always like deferred to her because it's like she took care of me. And that's kind of the same way I've always felt. It's like and as a dad, you realize like your your wife and your woman, like they gave up their body to have this human being that's in love with me that seemingly like she, it's the funny thing too. I was or not funny, but it's like being a parent, being a dad is like the greatest thing in the world. But when you look at it from a, a dad's point of view and look at the mom, it's hard to realize like the mother and this baby had this connection that we didn't have for nine months that they could like feel each other. And, and then all of a sudden, like this baby's taken away. So there's like a separation anxiety or not anxiety, but just like the separation from this thing that loved me unconditionally, didn't scream at me, didn't cry at me, didn't throw things at me. So it's definitely a a much different uh, idea as far as being a dad, because it's like, we just got this present. We just got this brand new, cool gift that now can like, looks like us, wants to play with us. And so, (laughs) and so it's to me, like being a dad and realizing, okay, the mom's going through that, but and I realized now, like after, like you said, after being a dad, like the things that my parents did, like was because of everything that they might've gone through. And and you realize growing up, you think your parents know everything, aren't like, are the, the superiors, like how are they managing getting through this whole world? Like, it's amazing. And, and then all of a sudden you realize like you're an adult and you're like, man, this is hard. Like I, how do I get from point A to point B? And I sit there and think like, how did, how did my parents like exactly. not have me sick all the time by not being able to go and check on, like, let me go and check up and look up on Google. Like what is runny nose plus exactly. this, like, what are these things? And it's like, they didn't have that, but they managed to, to figure it out. So right. it's like, you have to give them props for everything that they did. Cause as our last talk, it's like, we had maps, like. The internet wasn't, or there was no. Yeah, there's no, there's <laughs> no email like until NPS. I was 12. Yeah. So Like it, it's, and and that's the thing. Like being an old head for me, I was gonna. It's like, you guys are still in my head, like so young. I'm 41, about to turn 42 in July, and and to me, it's like I like, sometimes I don't think I became a man until I was like 38. Like it's, it's (laughs) weird. There's so many different phases along the way that you're like, I'm, I'm not just this like waste of a space or whatever it might be. Like as soon as you like leave the house and you're kind of on your own, there's that, like, what do I do now? Like, how do I do anything? And so, and I think that, from being a boy to like a self-sustained person. So there's definitely these, these different steps as you go to try to figure out like, how do I get through all of this? Cause it is so much. It's, how do you find a place to stay? Like, I didn't know that. I think that might be the biggest knock on my parents is that there was less preparation as far as leases and, and like car loans and different things that like I didn't know about. But I think in general, there's so many parents that, one don't know themselves so they can't explain it to somebody if they don't know like what all this stuff is and so that's kind of comes with the territory but i think that's my own plug here it's where like i started a business it's like i had no idea how to do it before but i think being a man you decide like i'm gonna try something i'm gonna take a risk let me jump ahead and see if this is gonna work and. If it doesn't, like, hopefully it's a cool story that people will say. If I fell off this cliff and I'll be remembered uh, for legend status, or something that's gonna work and that'll be cool. And so, hopefully, it can help people. So it's it's being a man. It's it's so treacherous in some ways of trying to. Am I gonna ask a girl out and get slapped? But I think that's kind of the what hardens us of different. We have to keep trying. Like that's just what's what a man has to do it's you can't give up and i think that's there's men who do and it's but it's we hide it so well i think that i don't know if that was something you mentioned before
2: yeah,
1: uh, of trying to to put on this persona like be tough don't cry i was unfortunate I i think that this might be the other side of it it's like I was forced to show my emotions. I couldn't stop if all of a sudden I'm going to start crying. Like it's just, I, I, I didn't like it at for a while, and it's like, you can call me weak or whatever, but it's, it's like, okay, I cried because of A, B, or C. It's like, and you wouldn't cry in this situation. Like then, <laughs> then I understand who you are, kind of deal. So yeah, I, it, it to me like, it, it never affected me along the way, and I realize there's more of a sense of it being okay and and so it's tricky to kind of have that conversation with my son it's like okay what's the reason for the crying if it's just are we just gonna cry because we didn't get our way or or are we gonna cry because we hurt and it's like it's okay to cry if you're hurt but it's not okay to cry if you're just trying to get something and i think that kind of goes with with anything and i'll yield my time
0: (laughs) (laughs) no so uh real quick If you guys got one, um, I would love to go around one more time and just like, tell me one thing, maybe it's something that you are just maybe have been thinking about as we've been talking about it, but what's one lesson, one thing that your father taught you that you still kind of carry around with you today. And I was going to say, I can get started if you guys want. Um, I would say that the biggest lesson would just be to take care of each other. I came from a really close knit family. There's eight of us and we were constantly moving. And so we didn't really have anybody but each other. And so the biggest thing that he taught us is to look after one another. And, you know, we have done that through and through. And if my sister who lives in Chicago called me tonight and told me she needed me, I'd be making a road trip. And so I think that that's probably one of the most important things is looking out for your family, Um, at least in, in my opinion. Um, and that's a big lesson that he's taught me.
2: Go ahead, Nick. Well, um, I guess for me, like like I was kind of saying earlier, one of the biggest lessons he's kind of taught me, which I'm you know even still learning today, is kind of discipline. Is like one of the biggest things that he had. You know, it was like keep keep pushing and keep doing what you got to do, and also patience. He was really big on patience and taking things just one day at a time. That was like one of his biggest biggest exactly. lessons for me.
1: Yeah, that's good. No, I love the patience one. It's one I try to take on every day. It's, you it's can look difficult. yeah, it's it's hard that's, to that's to, be, to be positive about like a singular day, but it's like it's you got to build them up. It's what we talked yeah. about before the the compounding interest as far as knowing that you're doing something in the right direction. Right. Um, for me, the lesson that I kind of have always taken away from my dad. And whether it's because he was a black man growing up in a fairly white society. But Mm. like I said, we've really didn't have any issues, but I think it's because of the way and it's and I'm getting messages from Ray. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, The things that I kind of go back to and kind of think about was just to to act the right way when no one's watching because at least with us being in a very faith-based community it's like there is somebody always watching so yeah, whether yeah. no matter what it's and i think amen. whether brother. whether so, you I believe you, in a higher power but it's also yourself it's something that you remember if you did something wrong and so i think having to have the least amount of guilt on your mind the better and so whether it's then if you do do something and it's then trying to lie around it and then lies, <laughs> you have to lie more in order to get that lie to, to continue on. So, And obviously you guys, Oh are, man, you know, that's yeah. the best, right? <laughs> so but it's getting, and I just, and obviously you guys are in your twenties. I'm in my forties. I realized within the last few years, I just got so tired of trying to entangle the liar or, or untangle yeah. it. And it was just like, I'm just going to tell the truth, whether you're mad at me about it or not. It's just, it's off my chest. Like I told you the truth. I'm done. I don't have to think about it anymore. And so that's what I mean. Like kind of, and And those were lessons I I learned in like late thirties. And it's like, that to me is like kind of becoming, I mean like owning everything that I, that I'm doing, no matter who's watching, but and knowing that it's fitting to my conscience and knowing that I'm trying to do good, if i do something bad and even like my son i if i'm working hard and it's and he's home because he's sick or something and i like hold on i like i'm trying to work on something and it's realizing in that moment that yes he's bugging me but it, he doesn't know that and i think yeah. being the father that can like stop in the middle of it and be like hey i I'm, I'm sorry i'm not mad at you i'm just trying to do this Sorry for being like that, and him knowing that it's not because he came in and did it. And so for me, that's—I want to make sure that he knows that he's not a negative influence on me anyway, because I never right. had that. I think right. that's, like I said, it—it's. I was lucky to to be in how I was raised and in environment, the city, just and the experiences that I had were so positive that hopefully. Can keep putting it out there and try, and, and obviously, I, I really, like I said, I know I'm in the minority, and there's so many people who have harder times and don't have fathers around. Yeah, and it's hopefully me, you guys can be more not a role model, but just like can speak on it and hopefully kind of share and share the things that might be missing. I think that's like there's the guy on TikTok, the dad that like shows people how to iron and and how to bait a hook it's all like the man stuff that you wouldn't have gotten if you were missing a dad so it's like hopefully we can kind of all kind of help in that process for somebody who who wants to give up and hope that's like hey we're here we've we've dealt with some stuff yes i'm sugarcoating a lot of it right now but it's like (laughs) in as a whole it's like i have that positive perception of like things are going to be okay i got to keep moving forward. Like you said, it's one day at a time. I
0: just want to kind of move forward and be ready for tomorrow. Well, I love that you ended it kind of on that too, because that's what our organization here, what moi is all about. It's taking what we have gone through, what we've experienced, the things that we know now, and trying to pass that on, trying to help the next person, trying to make the next person's life just a little bit easier or a little bit better because they didn't have to go through maybe that little thing that we did. So yeah, I think that that's that's a great way to end it. So I appreciate you guys so much coming and talking to me about this. Uh, like I said, it's been on my mind a lot lately. So it was cool to be able to kind <laughs> of shoot the breeze with you guys and and talk about what it was like growing up as uh, as boys and becoming men. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, oh, thank you for having me. Of course. Till next
2: time. Thank you, yes, sir. Thank you.